<laughs> this is very drafty in here. It's Halloween. <laughs> That's you fingering your entrails. <laughs> They're crispy. Uh, or it's a bowl of candy. Could be that. Uh, welcome to Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. It's Halloween, everybody. Episode 393. Oh Halfway my to God. 786, yep. everybody. 393, nice. a numerical palindrome. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm outgunned here. If he would have said that, I wouldn't have shown up. <laughs> he didn't, when I called him in the car saying, hey, I'm running late, he didn't say I'm going to start the show with That's, a numerical It's not fair. It's, it's not really, fair. Yeah. Blindside I'm out of my league, clearly, yeah. so... Throw out numerical no. palindrome like it's like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna let that sit. We're just gonna pretend that didn't. Yeah. Oh, we're nope. just saying that. Yeah. Like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Let's I'm gonna it. put a blanket over that and pre- <laughs> pretend it's not there. Yeah. Just let it cook. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, we are getting ready for Halloween in this house. We, uh, the kids got their costumes ready and brought a giant bowl of candy. So you guys get first crack before the Rugrats all get them tonight. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'm just going to put my feet in them and <laughs> nod off. What are your kids going Candy as? Coma. Um, the, my daughter is going with her friend down the street. They're going as thing one and thing two. Nice. And my son has found this weird costume online he really wanted where Uh-oh. he's in a uh, cloak. He's an alien, but he's holding a cage with an alien inside where he, he operates like a puppet. So it's a very oh, elaborate costume. I like that. Yeah, I want to see cool. that. Yeah, it was the second choice. The first choice was a dinosaur eating a donut, but that was sold out. <laughs> so. <laughs> so he went with some mystical alien, yeah. multi-dimensional yep. alien. He's yeah, got a lot of layers. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was yeah. wide and varied interests. I for was sure. Batman like five years in a yeah. row. When I was a kid. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about metaphysical. Uh, no, no, no. Unless uh, Ben Cooper had pressed it out of their factory, uh, it wasn't going on me. Oh, I remember a guy when we were kids. Literally every every costume was a smock. And a oh, plastic mask. Yeah. Oh, the, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Ben, those Ben Cooper costumes, and it's it's all it's insulting. Yeah. <laughs> like when you think back on what you had and what there is now, where you can get like a kid can get like a full Spider-Man costume right. that right. looks like Spider-Man or Thor, or with, Thor with the with hammer, the hammer and, some, yeah. and, and everything, and hard plastic, and that I mean, I go back and I look at some of those pictures, and I remember that my favorite one was always. And I think it was even a hand-me-down from somebody else, but it was the hobo, oh, which classic. today we call them the homeless, but uh, mm-hmm. back then they were a hobo. And what was great about it is it was the classic thing. It was the smock mm-hmm. with a picture of a hobo on it, because that's what hobos <laughs> wear, pictures of themselves. You know, they're big fans of themselves. Right. Saying, I'm a hobo. I'm a hobo. Yeah. If you, in case you were wondering, hobo here. And it was a plastic cigar, right? And it was a plastic cigar, but it was also a, it was the plastic mask. But this was like a kind of a deluxe costume because mm-hmm. it had a red light in the nose because he's a drunk. Oh. See? <laughs> so it nice. lit up red. Good for you. Yeah. It was I'm di- a young rummy. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do. I would just, I would go from house to house and uh, try to, uh, you know, get like uh, a little something to take the edge off instead of the candy. <laughs> Come on. You just hold out a cup and be like, Come on. Come on. I know, I know you got some brandy in here. Yeah. 
you're, you're not you know, going through this night sober. I know that. <laughs> Airplane bottles. I know you guys have them. Just pass them out into the bags. Look, I'm 11. I have way more stress than you right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the uh, dulcet sound of uh, our guest today. And he is a writer for Comedy Film Nerds, a comedian. And um, we love having him here. And we try to get him here every October-ish. Ladies Yay! and gentlemen, Matt Weinhold. Hey! Hey. Hi, everybody. You're wearing your Monster Party shirt, which is, yes. which is a fun I'd podcast. like to uh, represent. You guys have been on it, and mm-hmm. uh, man, th- those were good times. Those were really yeah. fun episodes. What I love, too, is it's a... Uh, um, you literally live up to the name where it's a party. You don't just show up and record an episode. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. no. We, it is a we, commitment. We hang out. Food. We just... have dinner. We we chit-chat, and then we actually record. Yeah. It's a, there are drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it goes for a while. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, until uh, till everyone's a little uh, lubricated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, look, it's an excuse to have... What I, I like to think of it as my weekly little mini Comic Con. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? What a great way to think about it. And, yeah. and you set it up accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, I was good. I love it because for me, I guess it was a mini Comic Con with really good Thai food. I remember we had. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Thai we we mm-hmm. set a table. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most. Um, and they ordered enough food for like twenty people. Yeah, it was like the most elaborate podcast I think I've ever. In terms of like welcoming, you know, like this show, you're lucky to get a goddamn bottle of water. Only I see a yeah. giant yeah. bowl yeah, of yeah, candy. Yeah. I know today's special. Once year, yeah, once <laughs> you don't have this bowl. Of candy. Not like for tomorrow's, there's gonna be no like lady fingers no. or. There might be some of this next week if nobody. <laughs> right. You know. Of course. Right. There might be some leftovers for sure. I would love it if we had scones or something like that to offer people. Oh, that's a great idea. We should make scones. We should have. I got to tell you, when I did tea with Alice, Mm -hmm. we talked about it because we had her on the show for the uh, for the uh, Blade Runner spoiler wrap. She had snacks and really good. So she's Australian, so she knows tea, and Mm -hmm. we had really good tea and and snacks. And I was like, this. I'm more more podcasts need to do this. Because I'm asked to be a guest on a lot of podcasts, mm. and you know, you gotta right. fucking well, ramp it up. You want me to drive to, to hell and back? Sure, you right. Better, we you know. we had a panel at LA Podfest this year specifically for guest etiquette, and uh, it was that's Jack, a brilliant idea. It was Jackie Cation's idea because of that very reason. She said, "Look, when you invite someone to be on your podcast, you're asking them to give up their time." And, you know, it's a yeah. commitment to actually do that. So you need to treat them a certain way. Yeah. Uh, you need to be ready. You need to be on time. You have to offer refreshments. And all those things were like really great points. And people were saying it was a really good panel because it's things that new podcasters don't think about. And like, Great well, idea. And, it, you know, and it's like, especially in the early years when we were trying to get our thing off the ground, you know, there's a lot of you're still working through getting the equipment to work right. and figuring everything right. out. But we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You we never had, we the, never had any of those running, problems. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're here back in the garage because everyone at ATC is hung over from the festival. Yeah. This back <laughs> Aaron, but that's, Aaron got lost in the desert yes. with the ATC mystery machine. That's yeah. why he couldn't record. Yeah, I doubt that stuff's even hooked up by now yet. No, Although yeah, I like this. Yeah, this yeah. is, you know, this is homey. It feels real. Yeah. You know? And there's not a lot of, there's no gloss. This will yeah. be like... 
down and dirty, gritty. It's, it's, there is it, definitely it, no gloss. Here. Yes. Yeah. There's it's t-shirts not, and yeah, candy. Yeah. It, and office supplies. Uh, I smell just a hint of water damage, which yeah. usually kind of gets me going, you know? Well, uh, let's talk about some movies. Let's talk some movies. Let's let's uh, let's start with. Cult we should of... say this real quick. Yes, had a blast at the ATC festival. Oh, fantastic! Anybody that came out, really fun. It was really fun. The the shows we that we you know you and I did Thursday night, and then I did yes. Friday, and then and Saturday. It was I had it, the festival was a blast. I mm-hmm. had a great time with it. So need to say that. So yeah, it was a really fun time, and it was uh, really well put together too. I know they didn't have a lot of lead time to put it together, mm-hmm. but it really went smoothly. So it was uh, it was really fun. All right, let's talk about this first movie. Yeah, Cult of Chucky. Well, you guys yeah. talk about that. I'm yeah. Have a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm so proud of you. You picked the one that I would have picked. A hundred thousand dollar bar. Oh yeah. 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 Now so shortened good. up to a hundred grand. Yeah, because it's just so, too many words yeah, in candy. They couldn't fit it on the uh, wrapper anymore. <laughs> Not on the mini ones. Yeah. That's what I hate yeah. about candy. Too much reading. Yeah. <laughs> So now, Cult of Chucky, this is a movie that uh, I was very surprised that existed because there have been so many of these movies. Uh, all the way back to 29 years ago, Child's Play came out. That's right. And it's still the same people involved that have done the original movies. Like Don Mancini has wrote every single one of them, no relation. And <laughs> But what I find fascinating is that... That you're uh, aware of. Yes, that I'm aware of indeed. Um, this is like... His Mad Max. <laughs> you know, it's like when George Miller returns to the franchise many years later. And, uh, hey, some people have Mad Max. Some people have Chucky. It's still, yeah. it's still, uh, you know, it's still impressive to yeah, actually be able to. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually, that you know, especially like a horror franchise that it just keeps going. Now, and this latest movie, I haven't seen all the Chucky movies. You have, so we'll get into that oh, in a yes, second. Oh, yes, I have. Um, but this really was an exercise in low budget horror filmmaking. It was like it hit all the right beats. It had a ninety um, percent one location, no recognizable stars, with the exception of the doll. So, uh, That's why you're yeah, coming to the thing anyway, yeah, right? exactly. Point? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to see a cameo from like uh, Dolph Lundgren or somebody. But, you don't need. And you for just... horror fans, you do get a cameo. For horror fans, you get a cameo. Yeah. And uh, but it's Jig- like an did Easter egg. Jigsaw have any big names? <laughs> <in it? laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, if anything, what happens with these horror franchises is, uh, you know, uh, someone who is lesser known actually gets elevated by this specific franchise. Sure. Yeah. So, and you know, Brad Dorf, who's done the voice of Chucky, he's been in. You know, he's got an IMDb page longer than your arm. He's been in a million things. For, I love forever. him in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, Everybody. Uh, I guess most people were introduced to him with uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. And uh, and there there's an Easter egg in the movie where he's like because it, it takes place in an asylum mm-hmm. and he goes God it's like cuckoo's nest around yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I love this movie mm-hmm. and uh, did you see uh, Curse of Chucky? I didn't see Curse of Chucky because I, you kind of have to a little bit to I mean I guess you can skim the IMDb or whatever. I was definitely um, aware as I was watching this movie I'm like oh this is referencing other movies I haven't seen. Yeah, because. What was great, what I love about the Chucky movies, first of all, you've got the first one, um, Child's Play, directed mm-hmm. by Tom Holland, one of my favorite directors. We've had him on our show. And uh, and you've from that point on, I mean, that, that movie is a fun, great, scary little film with uh, some great performances. 
uh, Chris uh, Sarandon, and um, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the woman, but Catherine, uh, Hicks. Catherine Hicks. Thank you. And, and I, this is pre-CG, too. Oh, yeah. This is and, all practical yes. doll effects. And it works. And the th- Practical doll effects. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And they just kept making these movies. Mm-hmm. And Alex Vincent, who is the kid in the first Child's Play movie, comes back. And what I love about the whole franchise is that they explored every different version that they could of with Chucky. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like in the way maybe a little of the maybe the way that the the Nightmare on Elm Street films went. Right. They, At some point isn't there like a son? I yeah, remember there's a son, Seed of Chucky. Yeah, Seed of Chucky. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? To they're throwing in jokes, but I enjoy them all. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about Kurt reimagining it a little bit, like creating a different mood, no more of the straight, and then Chucky is just Chucky. Right. And it's great. The Curse of Chucky, I I don't have the exact year, but uh, I want to say like... See, four years ago, Curse of Chucky. Like... Uh, so like 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and um, creepy, very creepy. They kind of go back to the roots of the first one, mm-hmm. where it's a slow build of everyone kind of discovering that this doll is fun things. And I don't want to ruin these movies because you should, a good double feature tonight should be really good time. Well, Cult of Chucky, uh, now, uh, up, up until the killer that gets into a doll. That's that's the right. premise of the films. Uh, however, in uh, Chucky's. So, yes. so this one, you get more than one Chucky. Right. And, and, uh, and I loved what they did with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, he was always able to. It was nice. This was like, uh, Hogwarts. you know, Chucky goes to Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Tilly is in uh, uh, Cult of Chucky. Now, she, how many of those of the Chucky movies have she And she was in mm-hmm. Seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's briefly in Curse. But they do something meta with her, don't they? Where they actually have her play actress Jennifer Tilly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And uh, and then in what I loved, what they did in Cult of Chucky, turns and she's the human embodiment of Tiffany, right? From the prior films, Bride of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, and she uh, sort of right, which mm-hmm. I loved. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm always there's I, I will be attracted to her. One of these things these movies never do is shy away from gore because you always think they're like, well, okay, it's a doll. Yes. I mean. They, uh, Which delighted me. Yeah, <laughs> because you have a heartbeats. Uh, you're hitting the um, the creepy factor. You're hitting the the character that no one believes. You're hitting the money, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and then you're also hitting all of the gore beats because what you do is each death is different and types of kills. And that is were. kind of a staple, a staple of, for sure. Uh, certain types of horror movies, for yes. sure. I mean, you know, I, I guess that tradition really got popularized, mm-hmm. in fact, to the point where... Where it's, they would, de- it's deliberate. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that you're looking forward to the next... How people would call them gags. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, look, if, if I saw someone getting a drill, love it. <laughs> Love it. Makes me feel kind of warm, you know, in my happy place. Mm-hmm. Some great, the effects are good. And um, when it's, that, that's a, the, the, towards the end of the the first run of films, mm-hmm. there was still and cult, the menace is back. And mm-hmm. when Chucky goes berserk. We'll talk about this a little later as I went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal over the weekend. And 
one of the themes because this is a universal property is was promoting Chucky. Like when you're on the tram ride, you know the screen. You know how you have the screen where the uh, the tram operator sure. talks to you. Uh-huh. Chucky took that over and said he was pretty much going to drive the tram off the cliff unless we promoted his movie. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I yeah, like that. So. We should employ some type of marketing strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Threatening people yeah. on a tram. <laughs> We've never done it. Yeah. So, uh, and this movie. I just want to see our numbers move. That's right. all I'm looking for. I don't really care numbers, like how. Yeah, no Maybe publicity. make it more intimate, just a Jeep. No you know. Pu- no publicity Three is bad publicity. Golf cart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Chucky also mentions one of the trivia is that one of the other dolls sounds like Hannibal Lecter, and then they can't believe they canceled that show. That's great. Turns yeah. out Don Mancini wrote two episodes for Hannibal. Aww. That's why. So, and this is this was my uh, my favorite piece of trivia. This is uh, um, the filmmakers going after the the internet trolls. Two weeks before the film was officially released, several several Twitter and YouTube users started to leak scenes and sometimes even the full-length film on said platforms. Don Mancini claimed on his Twitter that all users who leak something, uh, referring to Cult of Chucky, being screen chapters, videos, or even spoilers, have been identified and legal action would be taken against them. He wrote, To the geniuses who leaked Cult of Chucky and tweeted about it, congrats. Not only are you terrible people, but now universal lawyers know who you are. <laughs> Alex Vincent even stated that he didn't even find the logic in what the users were doing, stating that the movie would be free to watch on Netflix anyway. <laughs> wow. So, but it just shows the show you can't stop a troll. I mean, they're gonna they're just gonna be assholes to be assholes. Yeah, it doesn't the, matter. The amount of free time. Yes. Of all movies. <laughs> cult of Chucky? Really? Yeah, that's you're the one you're gonna target. Yeah. I know, and it's also like those trolls, you go, God, you know, maybe if society ended it wouldn't be bad right maybe we should wipe them out you know what i mean like you know i don't know we should start over we'll hit the reset button we should maybe that's how the draft should work yeah you know yeah Yeah. oh you're an internet troll you just sit around and fucking be an asshole yeah that's the first first line yeah uh, welcome to basic training yeah. <laughs> you were shipping uh, north Korea. <laughs> Have fun. And yeah. uh, and one last piece of uh, trivia about uh, Chucky is Nika is played by Fiona Dorf, daughter of Brad Dorf, who voices Chucky in every film to date. I mean, we're going on twenty nine years of Chucky films. Yeah, and it, it's interesting about Fiona Dorf is that she looks so much like Brad Dorf. I know it's, it's really she's it's, cute. Yeah. And it just messes with my head. Like I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. It's uh cute and off putting at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's and, but uh, she is really good. Yeah. She's great. And it. there's a, yeah, there's a good kind of gritty quality to her that mm-hmm. uh, kind of centers the whole piece. Keeps you rooted. Yeah. And, and one of the things she does, and this is a credit too to the, uh, um, the director is getting the tone right because, well, they've had a fair amount of practice at this point, so you wouldn't think it'd be too off. Uh, yeah. Is because she acted like she was in a drama, like yeah. not this, you know, this this crazy movie about a uh, a doll coming to life and killing everyone. Like she acted like acted like it was real, and it's it, and you have to to be able to sell it. Like if you have uh, shitty actors in these, they did really well with kind of rebooting this series. Is that Again, they explore. I enjoy Bride of Chucky. I enjoy Seed of Chucky. They're mm. not scary, but they're entertaining. 
Right. Yeah, get like jump star cameos. In and a, that's fine, but these play it straight. Right. Broader movies. It's uh you, if <laughs> Do tell. If, you, if you're a fan, <laughs> I, I need to hear this explanation. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you're going to watch and enjoy every single one. If you're a fan of oh, Child's okay. Play and Chucky, you're going to just watch and enjoy every single one. It, it, these aren't the type of movies that if you're not a fan of one, there's not going to be one in the series that turns you around. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, and I, I would be yeah? what you call case in point. Yes. <laughs> I have never, never seen one, never, never seen a Chucky, never had a desire to, <laughs> not excited about it. Saw one Harry Potter movie and was like, oh, God. Yeah. So, so I'm, not, I'm not crazy about the Harry Potter myself. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, I get the like, you're either. I get it though. You're right. in the franchise or you aren't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah this is what really. You tell it me is. if there's a new mm-hmm. Fast and Furious coming out, guess who's lining up for right. that? Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know? Because you know what you're getting into. I don't, so yeah. I can't judge anyone who's like, I right. love the Chucky series. I can't be like, oh, how dare yeah, you? Yeah. Vin <laughs> Diesel is an international spy. He is a treasure. He has a gift. <laughs> he has a gift, and he can drive better than you or I ever will. <laughs> but that's the lovely thing about Chucky is that... And he can I, mumble better than either of us. Yeah, yeah. He should, uh, for me, he should just stick to Groot. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's what he is he'd doing. rather do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's his motivation for his Fast and the Furious character. Yeah. Is Groot. Yeah, I tell you, that's a lot easier production day. Yeah, doing Groot. But <laughs> Brad Dorf, man, that's a good work day too. Yeah, you know, just walking in there, doing your crazy lines, and that see, because that's the thing too about those child's play movies and Chucky movies, is how great he is. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that keeps me coming back. He in any incarnation uh is riveting he's a he's a he's a truly unique take on the evil doll because half the time the evil dolls wouldn't even speak well, I, I mean it, like there was, it was like uh talky tina in the uh twilight zone oh right oh, right. right but mm-hmm. if you look at though if you look at brad dorf i mean his career has always been you know he's amazing in cuckoo's nest you know the guy with the speech impediment yes mm-hmm. um he's in he has a, a decent role as a clansman in mississippi burning He's great in every you Deadwood. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he was great mm-hmm. in Deadwood too. Yeah. And and he's one of those guys like Deadwood, Peter Cushing. Who, who hired every uh B actor, uh B character actor on the planet ended up at Deadwood at some point oh, or another. Man, did I love that show. And yeah. I, I I I know there was talk that they were gonna come around and maybe do like do a, a movie kind or of something. a capper movie, but yeah. I guess that's off the rails. Right now it's still talk. Yeah, still talk, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We really need to have that because right. God did I love that show. But yeah, Brad Dwarf, yeah, like Peter Cushing, he's one of those actors who's great in everything he's in. Mm-hmm. The movie may be a little crappy, but he is always rock solid. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to a uh, counter programming film for the uh <laughs> Oh, what do you got? For the Halloween weekend. Um thank you for your service. Um Wow. So I uh I was interested to see this movie. The trailer looked good. This it's, is Miles Teller, right? This is Miles Teller. <clears throat> it's based on an actual book by David Finkel. It's about these these group of guys that served together in Iraq. The whole movie is about how they adjust. Coming back. Coming back okay. in, in, into, uh, into society. And the thing that is... Um, and Haley Bennett plays his wife... Uh, it's based on this actual guy, Adam uh, Schumann. And so the movie overall is, is, is a pretty good movie. There's a couple – goes on a little long at, par- at parts. There's one sort of 
uh, recurring PTSD flashback by one of the guys that just felt um, it, that felt a little not necessarily real, but what do I know? Maybe this this how this guy actually right. went what he went through, and this is the director's like, well, let me try to re, you know, yeah. how do you recreate some a flashback in somebody's brain? Sure, right. that was, and so when that happened a couple of times, it sort of that was the only time it sort of took me out of it, right? Mm. Um, but so much of it is, and they, you know, this movie is 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 about the, you know, you see these guys waiting in long lines at the VA and how they're coping with it, and. So Miles Teller was sort of the sergeant. He was in charge of the unit, and it really focuses on these two incidents that are are to- are really messing with him and these other guys in the unit, and and they all sort of combat like, incidents. Yeah, 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 like a yeah, two specific combat incidents that are just like oh god, um, and you know you see Miles Teller. He's always like taking care of his guys, and you know gives up finally gets someone at the VA to help them because they're like, oh, there's a 13 week backlog and you're just like, whoa. And um he's like, we need and this doctor's like, all right, I'll see you right now. He's like, no, you can see my buddy. Like he's because his buddy's more jammed up than he is. And okay. so there's a lot of stuff like that. And then him not really, you know, how they're all coping with it. Um alcohol acting out you know what i mean sure and and all the stuff and they they talk about you know there's 22 vets a day commit suicide right yeah. you know and you're seeing how yeah yeah <laughs> you're seeing how this happens and the the you know miles teller does a decent job he's sort of playing the guy that's always trying to hold it together mm-hmm. but the dude that really does an amazing job is uh i gotta find this actor's name who plays yeah this guy um this actor uh Bilua Koali, um, and he's in uh, The Last Saint. He's in Faintfall. He, he, you know, I, I think he's either Samoan or uh, Hawaiian or something like that. He is fantastic because he's playing this guy who has traumatic brain injury on top of the PTSD. So he's having memory issues and, you know, just wants to rejoin his unit. And they're saying no. And he's having a hard time. And how this actor plays these and you see part of the culture of the military of the like suck it up Mm. right you know now do you see a lot in the film about like the actual treatment like as they try to get help or is it more what happens like when they're in civilian life well you see some of that you see like they finally he finally gets a session the this the samoan guy finally gets a session with the therapist and the question she's asking him and how he's um answering and what he's asking for and you know the medicine they put you know a lot of times they're just like well here's take this yeah yeah right um you see the questionnaire and there's a pretty powerful scene where uh miles tellers um there's two really powerful scenes one uh the solo is the simone the simone character's name is solo so solo um the therapist when she's talking to solo says well you should have your wife help you with this he's like i haven't told her any of this he's like you need you need to tell her you need to have your wife get involved with this Mm -hmm. and there's this really cool scene where she's asking him all these questions because it's like do you feel suicidal when you you know it's like the wife is asking the wife is asking this helping him with the questionnaire because 
writing and memory is tough for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the PTSD, from the PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like also, you know, if they're part of an explosion or something, then there's, then there's brain injury on top of it. So it's really, I've read some articles. It's really hard for them to sort of figure out what's happening and what's is this part of the, yeah. right. The is, injury or is it my or is it psychological, uh, psychological, right. Right. Yeah. right. So it's like, it, it, they kind of overlap and where does it right. start? Where does it end? So it's, so you see this guy dealing with that on a day-to-day basis and then the VA trying to figure this out. And so like there's this one scene where Solo's wife is talking to him and she's asking him all these questions and he's like, you know, and it's, 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 it's a powerful scene because you see the like, you got the, the big, the big sort of point of the film and I think it's the point of the book, why the guy wrote the book is you got to talk to people because the suck it up, suck it up's right. fine over there. Yeah. Because that's your job over there. But when you come back, you can't suck it. You got, you have to, you yeah. have to deal with this. So Miles Teller's character kind of doesn't. And his wife finds this thing, the survey and is like, you have you circled, you know, do you have a hard time feeling like going, I don't want to go on somewhat sort of. And he's like, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and she's right. like, Whoa, right. you know? Yeah. And, it's revealed too that he's done, this is like his second or third deployment. And it's this deployment he comes back from where he's kind of different. The other ones he just sort of was like, let's did my job. And right. You know, um, so it was the third tour. He was the third tour. And so it just, it really, you know, there's some really, there's some really powerful scenes and uh, it kind of shows all of the things that these guys you know, can get themselves into and what happens to one of their buddies and another guy that's wounded, you know, like a lot of there's, you know, there's survivor's guilt. There's always the, you right. know, why did, why did he, he die? Why did I live? And he died, you know, did it remind you a little bit of uh, the dry land, the America Ferrara film that we saw? Yeah. So the dry land, which came out probably what, five years ago, six so, years yeah. ago, maybe longer, 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's sort of, was a bigger budget version of that and gotcha. it focused on um, like th- three guys more than just the one, mm-hmm. but it showed you how each one is dealing with it or not dealing with it. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I'd love to know how accurate it is with the book. I haven't read the book. Um, Cause I'm always wondering like certain, when I'm watching a biopic or based on a true story or based on a book, I'm always like, did that, right. Did that happen? Yeah. Right. And I want to, yeah. like, that, that feels real, but I don't know about that one. And so I always want to know, well, maybe it did and I'm wrong. Yeah. Or, I will suspend my disbelief or, you know, buy my, buy into a movie. If I feel like the, the underlying tone of what they're trying to say is on the mark. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and also like if, yeah, and 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 how the how the, the you know the source material is 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 being treated. But it's interesting that these type of films, if you go back to even the the seventies with uh, Coming Home and uh, Born on the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and um, Deer Hunter, Deer Hunter, right. yeah, I mean, um, uh, we need these movies because this is a story that needs to be. Uh, constant. Our culture needs to constantly be reminded of what's going on. Of what's going on, and that like these are our heroes. These are people who 
uh, you know, made these it? ultimate sacrifices, mm-hmm. and they're coming back, and they should be treated the opposite of how they're being treated. They should be taken have the, care the, of. the taken care of. They should have the the best medical care, the the fastest medical care. Right, and that's the thing too. There's a scene where Miles Teller finally goes to therapy, and he's it's him and his wife, and she's like, "Well, you know, you you should apply to some of these centers." Um, you know, these rehab centers and, you know, we don't know. It might take a week, it might take six months. And his wife is like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, there's hundreds of thousands of people applying. She goes, yeah, but my husband is a combat vet. She goes, there's hundreds of thousands of combat vets with your husband's issue that are dealing with this. And you're just like, yeah, that's what happens when you just right. are in war for 16 years and, you know... We yeah, were, you generate a lot of veterans. You generate a lot of veterans. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're yeah. In, now we're in, what, seven or eight wars? So right. it's like you're going to generate a lot of veterans and then, and then there isn't the resources here at the VA to handle it. And then the multiple tours, too, that's got, you know, that's a, a thing that is uh, certainly um, kind of a, a newer... Uh, phenomenon. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's all the reenlistment bonuses. And when the recession hit, I talked to so many guys that were just like, why are you back here? They're like, oh, there's no, there's no work. There's no job back. My, you know, the the factory, the milk, there's no work back in my town. So got outsourced. Yeah. Got outsourced globalization. And guess what? The military's been paying me 15 or 20 grand to reenlist. All right. Yeah, isn't there like yeah. in, uh, the bonuses if you reenlist? Well, of course, there's yeah. huge bonuses. Like I had a guy go, "Why are you back there?" I said, "I'll I'll be straight up with you. The money." Like some guys are like, "I don't, you know, I don't give a shit about this or what. Why America's here? I just the money." Right. And some guys were like, "I just want to be with my guys." Well, that was the other thing I was thinking too. Right, that there's that connection that you know you want to go back and you want to protect your friends. Well, two yeah. two pieces of trivia too on the uh, the movie that uh, Amy Schumer donated all the money she earned from this movie to Army uh, War Vet Foundation. Fantastic. The thing I didn't know she was in it, and she has a couple of scenes that you're just mm-hmm. like, wow. Uh, and I see why they didn't put her in the trailer because they didn't probably want any like sure. confusion. Right. Of, yeah. Like, right. Oh, well, what is this? Is yeah, this it's, a not, it's not. It's not. you no, it's no. not that. So when she appears, she appears in this. You know, these couple of heavy dramatic scenes, and you're just like, oh wow, that's Amy Schumer, like mm-hmm. being for real. Like it was. It was really. Well, and that she, was that was smart. I'll bet that. I'll bet that was a fight with the producer too. Well, no, we got Amy Schumer in the movie. We got to put her in the trailer. Yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, no. Miles Teller is enough to sell tickets to this right. movie, and and Scott Hayes confined himself to a wheelchair for a solid month in preparation for the role of Michael Adam Emery. Wow. Yeah. So they're playing real guys, and and I think they they tried to to do that to the to the best of their ability. There's there's um, you know, and there's this somebody hands um at at a funeral. Uh, the a guy's mom hands. He goes, "You guys are all, you know, we knew about this, and we've been working at it." And he was going to go to this center in California, and it's actually a real place that that this guy, that a bunch of these, several of these guys actually went to, um, uh, in the in in real life. And so it's it's it was really, you know, it it. it it showed a lot of stuff. Like the guy, the one guy, one guy comes home and his girlfriend or wife or whatever just bails on him. She's like, I can't do this. And, you know, and then the other guy's wives are trying to understand, but they're like, you know, if you're going to be violent or crazy, I, I, I can't do this. Right. The other one's like, you got to talk to me. You got to, st- you got to talk to me. So, um, 
And, you know, they do some other stuff with PTSD that I found actually pretty accurate, just like something's happening and then there's a noise going on and then that sort of triggers it triggers it and takes him out of where he's at to where his brain goes to that place and Uh you literally leave the room Mm -hmm. your brain takes you somewhere else to where you you are not looking at what's around you like literally it's like putting on fucking vr goggles right yeah (laughs) that takes you to a completely different story and location and then you know someone will tap you on the shoulder and you'll go Oh, oh, I'm here. Oh, wow. Shit. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, anyone can do that. You know, we can all date. That's daydreaming. But I think when it's PTSD, it's really you go back and you live that thing. Yeah. You you re-experience it. So it was it. I think it's I, I, I think it's an important movie. Um, you know, uh, there's some really solid performances in it. Is it going to get a best picture? Or not. I don't think so. I think it falls a little bit short. Mm. You know, you kind of I went in. Like you said, Matt, I'm glad this movie's being told. This generation needs its deer hunters. It needs right. its apocalypse now. It needs its movie. And we've had Hurt Locker. We've had a couple other movies, like smaller ones, Dry Land. Right, but, um, but it wasn't a big movie. It, was, it wasn't a big... This is a bigger movie. It's getting a lot of marketing. It probably might get some Oscar buzz, which I think is a mm-hmm. good thing. Um, I went in with high expectations. I went in wanting, you know... Oscar buzz deer hunter yeah like where you just walk out just like oh like holy shit but deer hunter is a masterpiece it's one of the top movies ever made in my opinion right so that's I'm I know I said a really high fucking whenever you watch Robert De Niro and forget you're watching Robert De Niro that's a good movie yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that and king of comedy right (laughs) (laughs) but no it's 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 a good movie and it, it it shows how my Miles Teller is, but this young, this other young actor that plays his buddy is, I was like, wow, where did this kid come from? Um, because he did some, he did some great, every, all the supporting is really solid, mm. you know? Okay. Yeah. So even the, just like overworked VA people or just the, you know, the, the, the family members that you see how, how much this affects the family. It was the thing that was told to me the first time I went to Afghanistan to do shows. Um, a buddy of mine said, who was who was over there that I that I went to college with. I played lacrosse with him in college, and and he was from New York, and he lost. He knew three people that died in nine eleven, so he immediately joined up and went over there. And he said that's the toughest thing you don't realize is how hard it is on the families. And you're like, oh man, you saw that, you saw the and this some of the stuffs in the trailer where he comes home and hey, put chocolate chips in the pancakes, and the wife's like, they don't like chocolate chips. You know, and he's like, oh, right, okay. You know, like you miss birthdays, you right. miss stuff, and the family's trying, but you're not there Yeah. for a year. Or maybe you came home a week within that year. Yeah, and it's war. Yeah. It's not, you didn't go on a business trip. Right. right. You went to war. Yeah. Something that, you Which know. you bring home with you. Yeah, and, and you think about, you know, the time when you see any, you know, you witness an accident and it, you know, sure. kind of shakes you. And imagine that being your life for a year and, you know, every other aspect of combat. I mean, yeah, to, to, to be able to then come home back to this and make that adjustment. God, it's, it's not gotta, easy. No, it's gotta be it's, just gargantuan. It's not. Yeah. It's, 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 it's insane. And I think yeah. it's always been hard. I think obviously for any military person to come home to this, but I think in some ways, the thing I noticed was just your 
it's so different. Like our, it's so different. The Middle East and here, you know, a war torn Middle East third world country and this life, American life is so. There's no, I mean, they're so different. Well, talking to you, uh, and you were telling me some stories of when you, you know, do these tours and just basic things like just the heat. Mm-hmm. How walking in there and like walking around and living in like 116 or whatever it is, um, this just oppressive heat. And you know, that's this just one, uh, this another blanket of psychological, you know, uh, oppression on you. The th- it's all of that. Yeah. The heat, the dust, the, the food, the like uh, everything, you know, like sleeping on a cot, like all of those things. Dealing, living amongst people who may not like you too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hearing, having that every day, and yeah. every day is like you got to rely on these people for your life, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the neg- it just it's, it's a negative environment for, for a long for a, uh, you know, and you, there, there's all these attempts to make it nice and happy and all that stuff, and but it's it was. But ultimately, you know, the job is the job. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's a you're still getting shot at. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that's that's your job. So it's it's an it's a cool film and I, and it's worth watching. There's really good performance. I'll check it out. And it, I will. and it makes some good points about, you know. Well, it sounds good. Um, even though it didn't quite reach to Oscar status, but it definitely makes me want to see it. You know, it's interesting when you were talking about these this actor, the uh, that you discovered in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's I, I always think about. This there's I think right now we've gone through a pretty nice wave of low budget or lower budget horror films. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of really great gems that you find on Netflix. And the one thing that gets me and what annoys me so much when I see a movie or a TV show that has a crappy cast and you go like, there are lots of really great actors How out there. How did this happen? Right. Yeah. You know, you're right. just like, I know so many amazing actors. How did this happen? And this movie had a $20 million budget. Thank you for the service was not a budget. No, yeah, that's not a it, lot. Of, you it know. wasn't Thor. No. Right. right. No. And yeah. they shot most of it in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shot the Iraq scenes in Morocco. Mm-hmm. But that's not a lot of money, especially no. when you have Miles Teller, who's, I'm sure, demanding pretty decent salary now. Right, right. Um, but it was like... It was all about the scenes and the performances, and so exactly, I, I feel that same way. Like, how could you not in LA, there, in, in other LA or New around. York, you yeah. couldn't find one that was better than this? Yeah, I, I you know, w- we could reach out to right. about uh, you know fifty of our friends. Which <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yes. which producer's cousin are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay. So, and we have a Patreon ad. We have Frightfully Uninformed, a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. Frightfullyuninformed.com. That is at the Patreon $50 tier. And we appreciate, uh, uh, every month you've been doing that for us. Yeah. And check it out. It I will. Out, especially on, it's Halloween. Sure. Yeah. It's right up my it. alley. Frightfully Uninformed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, now we had some, uh, trailers we wanted to talk about all right no i don't want to pause you is that your pacemaker no my phone is <laughs> no, i meant to actually i, I think you're having an episode to watch them oh really yeah mudbound all right let's pause the show while we watch mudbound <laughs> all right so let's talk about uh mudbound 
Now, this looks like uh, a little Oscar Beatty for sure. You've got uh, um, period piece, war, race. Th this one looks PTSD. actually PTSD. Yeah. It actually, it, but but it it's looks put, good. It, but it's put together in a way that like. I get all these issues that are going on, but it still looks like a great movie. It does it, look good. It does, and it looks like, you know, we were just talking about Thank You for Your Service coming home. Yeah. So now we're talking about coming home from World <clears throat> War II, but we're also talking about it from a black soldier's perspective. Yes. And they fought for this country, and then they come back to the deep south. Right. <laughs> where it's Probably like, not the best place to come back yeah, to. And right. they've, and they've yeah, and they've got to, you know, walk through the back doors. Yeah. Of places. And um, so it looks, it looks interesting. It looks like a real, mm -hmm. it looks like a... a Pretty solid film. Is that yeah, Mike good. from Breaking Bad in it too? It is Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, it looks like a solid cast. Yep. Yeah, Jason Clark is in it. Um, uh, it does. It looks really good. And it's also it's a Netflix movie, but it's getting a theatrical release. I think what Netflix kind of saw what Amazon was doing a little bit, where Amazon wasn't afraid of the. Um, theatrical release in addition to being on Amazon Prime where Netflix was more like no it's only got to be streaming on well Netflix. yeah it was Beast of No Nation where they just did a qualifying right they didn't like put it in put theaters it in wide. for a while right exactly right. and I think that's smart like mm -hmm. do that bring widen the audience if you really want people to take you seriously as a feature film making company right that is trying to get Oscar nominations I think you got to do that. You need to actually release it in the good? theaters. Peace of No Nation is really is great. Okay, good, good. I mean, and it was so overlooked. Okay, the kid in it should have got a nomination. All right, alone, like uh, in addition to Idris Elba, like it was it was a fantastic film, and it's mm -hmm. and it was more re relevant because it was about you know the 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 civil war and the genocide that's happening in African countries today. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, so. On my list. All right. Mudbound. Mudbound. Check it out uh, when it comes out. Uh, but check out the trailer now. So Winchester, the house that ghosts built. I'll tell you, if you told well, the me... the first 45 seconds were great. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> the first minute, we were all like, okay. Yeah, this yeah, might yeah. be good and creepy. And, and, then, and look at the cast. This might be really a movie we can take seriously. Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen Jason Mirren and Clark. Jason Clark. I'm like, okay, they're really going to add some gravitas to this movie. And then, and nope. And then, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Then you got a bunch of um, cliche jump scares. And then I'm thinking, if that's what you're picking for the trailer, you can imagine how dumb the rest how of the movie is. How terrible the be. rest of it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I've always been fascinated by the Winchester <clears throat> Mystery House. Have you been right. in it? So yeah. When you want the, when the first sixty seconds of this trailer, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get the yes. story," and they try to uh -huh. get the house from her because she's nuts. And right. No, no, mm. it's just now it's every other uh, cookie cutter horror film. Right, that comes down the pike with every cliche scare, terrible. Like I, I'm the mirror look. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a I didn't check even out the trailer. There's a there's a a mirror scare that you've seen a billion times before, yeah. and you've seen it a billion times before. Better, better. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it was clumsy. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It was, yeah. was too long. Yeah, it was like. But it, and and it's such an interesting story too because I what I love about the Winchester mystery. Have house, you been in it? Have you toured it? A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know originally from Northern California, so that was kind of like, you know, one of the places you could go. Here's the craziest thing about the Winchester Mystery House. It has all of this history of and all the ghost stories that are belong in it. But So you think to get to it, it's going to be in this desolate piece of um, real estate, and it's not. It's in the middle of a strip mall. Yeah. It's like it's in this weird, like they built like the rest of a city around it. 
So it's like it's like, well, this is it. Yeah, no, it's it's right next to the target. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a it is an amazing structure. Yes, and the tour is interesting. And although when I look at that place, it looks like the type of house, like if someone said, you have to build a house, that's how it would come out. Like, like stairs th- that go n- to nowhere. Like the and Three like- Stooges <laughs> built it. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what it looks right. like. Yeah. <laughs> so you just hear like Benny Hill music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right, right. Somewhere Curly is trapped yeah. in a room that he built himself into. <laughs> and, and one of the, um, one of like the, the legends is that, you know, she... Um, would consult mediums. Yeah, she had she had a seance yeah. room. There's right. a seance room in the place. And one of them told her that um, if you stop building onto your house, you'll die. So that's why there was constant construction on this house. And then there's another Same thing with you, that, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why. Every time you're here, there's a new room. Yeah, the, the garage yeah. gets a little bigger yeah. each time. I had, a, I had a medium say, I just keep surfing, Grant. Right. <laughs> this morning, even though it was overcast, I was like, I gotta do this. And then there's- Naps. Uh, that's what I hear. Just a lot of naps. Take naps. <laughs> And then, the, but it's like there's so much rich mythology in that could have been drawn from for this film, yes. and why was it all ignored? Like the other part was that uh, um, the you know the house was supposed to be like a maze to confuse the ghosts. Like right, that was the other Which, thing. Like, uh, another little... thing that I love about the mythology of that place. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay. See, ghosts are easily confused. Yes. <laughs> you got to make like wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, wait yeah. a second. Where am and, I? And, and they can't go through walls. So <laughs> no, staircase goes nowhere. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> Should have dropped breadcrumbs. <laughs> like when they first when they were showing this thing, and then in the trailer where they're like, "Oh, she's the heir to the Winchester throne," and then a guy, and then you hear this. There's a line in the trailer. He's like, "You're trying to steal it from her." He's like, "She's not well." I'm like, "Oh, what an interesting they like show me the actual history of this woman in this house." And this is a lot of money and power involved. Yes. And somebody was like, "She's out of her mind." We got to get like, how did that happen? Yep. Awesome. Yeah, nope. Make- we got to go into an Insidious Five film. Right. Right. Make mm-hmm. the story about. Like first of all, the way that it's shot right off the bat, it's too bright. It's too it's whatever it is. It it, it, it by uh, like forty five seconds into right. that trailer, I'm already out of it because the mood is wrong. It gets every beat wrong. Yes, it's fascinating. But then, like, why not make the film about really about her? So you are always questioning whether. There are ghosts or not, or right. she's just out of her mind, she or she out, out of her mind. Or is this mm-hmm. actually happening? Yes, because that she, is an interesting story. Because it's always like the part of it is too the you know sh- the guilt of the guns I've manufactured. I've profited from all of this death, right? And that's what the, these ghosts are supposed to be—the spirits of anyone who was ever killed, killed by a Winchester, Winchester repeating yeah. rifle. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why not go into that now? No, we're just gonna go into that. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna take up half the trailer on a uh, mirror gag. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the that was like the last shot, right? Yeah. Right, well, mm-hmm. right before yeah. that was the peering through the half cracked open door, and of course something creepy. Something like, right. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Why not just like sit me in a seat in the theater and just like every once in a while just clang some pots and pans together yeah. you know? and then just have a bird suddenly yeah. come through the yeah yeah, yeah. Just, saved your life just everything's talking quietly and then just 
Yeah, I look. Uh, Universal Halloween haunts. They do a lot with a can of beans. Well, let's yes. talk a can about of that, hard beans. Right? Halloween. Absolutely, Halloween horror nights at Universal. Uh, you guys went. Um, I he went. went. Yeah, um, I got the back trouble still. Yeah, man, I had some back troubles. We uh, we went, and what I love about it is that you know they take all these different films, and you actually get to basically walk through them. But what they do every year is they take a classic film, and this year they did The Shining. That is and it so was nice. Really cool. So they set up like the Overlook Hotel. You walk through, and you know there's people in, <laughs> in Jack Nicholson masks with axes, occasionally jumping out and scaring you. Are they good masks? And uh, they, they're decent. Okay. They're not like they're just like uh, yeah. '80s road axe pulling yeah, their yeah. hair back. <laughs> 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 That's where all those comics went. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Finally, <laughs> I can work again. <laughs> and, and we can put eight of us in this one maze. Oh. Fantastic. So, but what I loved about it is they used the uh, the technology in a, in, a, in a unique way, where there were a lot of projections. Like you got to see the twins, and then the hallway, and then even the blood coming out of the uh, the um, elevator. Like all those things were actual visual effects. Oh, that's great! That you could actually walk through, and it had the jump scares. But ninety percent of the jump scares were. You know, somebody with an, an a Jack Nicholson mask with an axe coming at you. But and see, then, that's where you yeah. put the jump scares. Yeah, I want exactly. the jump scares uh -huh. there. That's, that's why I'm right. going. That's to why I'm going house. there. Right. Yes. It, yeah, and uh, and then they had all uh, work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. They had that papered. Literally, an entire room was papered oh, with that, which nice. was really cool. So you had to walk through the actual paper. And what's scary? What's so, weird about that? Yeah, <laughs> that's just your so writing. Perfectly yeah, normal. Yeah, that's, that's the writing process. Yeah. Um, that's where I have tea. That's yeah, my that's my murder nook. <laughs> so uh, hashtag murder. Nook. <laughs> and they had Ash versus Evil Dead, which was fun. Um, and uh, people were wearing Bruce Campbell masks, and they were fighting demons while you were walking that's through. Uh, and one of them, which was really uh, creepy, was they had a saw maze, and it didn't have a lot of jump scares in it. Like it had, you know, the the pig mask heads; they would right. jump out at you, but what it was, it was like walking through um, one set piece after another. Like, this is a horrifying torture device that we have actors in, and they're actually, like, going through this right now, and you just literally walk past them like some one person I is like drowning. I like that, too, though. One person is getting cut in half. Yeah. And, and it, it's what I liked about it, too, is, like, not every maze felt like it had to have somebody jump out at you every right. four seconds. Like no, that this gets was, annoying. This was, um, you know, and only Universal can do this. This was literally production value. Like these sets were created to walk through and creep you out, so nobody that, really, really I think, does it better. No, they they really have a lock on it because they have because you've all been the going resources. every year for how long now? Like probably about four years now. Okay, yeah, and I've been uh, a lot. I've been, uh, yeah, I've gone at least four times. Mm -hmm. But it's it's always impressive. Every yeah, time, it, it's really cool, and it's it's one of those. Sometimes the the movie based mazes are better than the movie. Yeah, that happens. Like I remember going to <laughs> when they when the when the thing prequel came out, uh, they did a maze, and the maze was awesome. Right, and I saw the movie. I was like, oh, you should have based this on the maze. Yeah, <laughs> but that's universal though. The Transformers yeah. ride is amazing. Yeah, the that is a great ride. ride. It's one of the best interactive rides well, I've ever been on. Well, mm -hmm. also the Harry Potter thing. 
the Harry Potter ride. Oh yeah, that's really maybe fun. the single best amusement park ride I've ever been oh, on. Oh that mm. that ride is amazing. I did the one in Disney. Or in, uh, yeah, Orlando. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, it's really so fun. Incredible Holy shit that was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and we managed to get there off season, so we went on it like three times, just like oh, nice. let's just live here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so so Universal was it was really fun, and it was uh, uh, they really take a lot of care and actually meticulous. Uh, attention to detail yeah. like one of the things they did was a titans of terror where it was like freddy jason and chucky all together off the, on the tram and w- what they did the is splat they, pack yeah it was they, I'll, they i'll work on it they set up uh <laughs> the one with with freddy and jason they set up uh um where it was like it started out in like a kid's bedroom with that was like a fan of like all of the stuff, so it was all this memorabilia that was actually in the bedroom before you actually got into the uh, the scares. So, so they take the extra time to kind of set everything up in a really cool way. So it was definitely worth it again for sure. Next year I, there'll be like a Harvey Weinstein maze. Oh, that would be Just great. Like yeah. one. Uh, uncomfortable office to yeah. another. <laughs> then you walk into a hotel room and a yeah. creepy right. yeah, a lot of robes yeah. and yeah. Yeah. holding yeah. a contract for a film. <laughs> yeah, uh, you want to sign it? Yeah, a lot of jumping out at you. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like they can add Kevin Spacey now to this. Uh... So yes, oh, every man. day it's like oh another person I used to like that I, I can't know. stand now. I know, but it, pretty great. Like you know, it's it's amazing that. You know, people throw around, you know, watershed moment. But this is a watershed moment. Oh, you mean it's great in the sense that, like, it's finally, like... Yeah, all this stuff is coming out. Yeah, yeah. Talking about this. Yeah, And I honestly think we're not done hearing. Oh, Oh, no. This is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more. uh, Yeah, when... when (laughs) If I were Universal, I'd get out in front of it. uh, Make a maze. I mean, look what happened. Um, House of Cards not being renewed. Right. Netflix just was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I mean, some movie he's in not being released. Uh, it's it's if you know who knows what it takes to you know make this stuff at least for the most part go away. But when you hit somebody in their wallet, uh, that's a good start. Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> that's a real good start. Mm-hmm. That's a real good start. So, all right. So on uh, DVD and Blu-ray, The Dark Tower. Uh, if you're a Stephen King fan. You're still not going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I, oh, Terrible I, film. I could, like, I wanted to kill myself during the trailer. Like, I was, I just, I, I couldn't, I was like, who is this for? Yeah, no one. Yeah. No, and it was literally for no one. It wasn't for, like, kids who like Stranger Things. It wasn't for adults. It wasn't for people who read the book. It was literally for no one. Yeah, and... So I guess even Idris Elba fans were like, you know what? I gotta go. I, could, I, I, could, I think I he's a watch, fantastic yeah. actor, but I was just like, I gotta I, watch Luther again now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'd watch The Wire, the Wire again. Right. I would watch so many other things before that. Yeah, and uh, everyone tells me too, from Aaron Brungart to uh, other fans, say, look, the books are really good. I don't know what happened with I've the heard movie. That. Yeah, I've heard the books are good, and that there's a ton of material to draw upon. So you wonder, like, if there's that much material, you have the template in front of you. Like, hey, um, maybe you should follow the books a little bit more. But closely. I wonder, is that the problem? Because there's so much stuff that mm-hmm. they don't know how to distill it. And that's why I had my problems with it. But overall, I did like it because mm-hmm. I think that's an unruly piece of material. And to and the, the idea of them cutting it up into two halves and at least um, being able to capture the tone of you know the feel of that story 
and have it be so successful. I wasn't crazy about the miniseries. I thought this was a lot better. Sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's what they need to do. And um, I think it's a valid point. I think when you have something that has so much material, man, there's so much room to make a mistake. Right. Uh, but also, especially by trying to include it all, right? That's you, the, well. That's your first yeah, mistake. Yeah, and, you know? <laughs> right. And yeah. it really, it really felt like it was like just like little cliff notes of different pieces of like, wait, well, that doesn't really match the other scene. This is, I feel like I just missed thirty minutes. And when we go to this scene to this scene, because you know, ultimately now it's envisioned as like, oh, well, this will be a trilogy. We can make three or to five of these movies, and and so they're always they're not they're always looking to the next movie and not concentrating on making this yeah, movie make the good. first one good yeah make the first one good then we can talk about the next three so and, and how does that work too where i guess now with wonder woman in the dc universe that sort of help like kind of redeem right. you know that franchise but with the dark tower i mean if the first one sucks you're done you're done yeah you're done, you're done. and if you've planned two more and you've you know, got all that, uh, you know, structure of making the next two movies, you know, down the pike, all ready to go. Then what do you do? You take a right, you, to, you <laughs> take a right up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You try something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, we talked briefly about that at the top of the show. We wanted to thank, uh, all things comedy at the ATC comedy. Also, Festival. don't forget kidnap. Hold oh, on. oh my gosh. I forgot kidnap. Yes. Kidnap Hold the on. Halle Berry vehicle. Hello. Tr- taken. See yes. this? It's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's, is it good? It's minivan taken. It's fantastic. All right, I'm there. Let I me. was exp- I went into this movie um, expecting it to be like so bad it was good, but it's actually just there's just some good shit in it. It's I'm plausible within this world of her, because the thing I'm like, how is this? So she's chasing this guy the whole and the cops and the, like it's so they they explain it enough and she plays a great like. It's believe it wasn't like she's ex Navy SEALs. It's right. now a soccer yeah. mom. You know, she's a soccer mom who's like, I'm not getting I'm not giving up my kid. And like it's plausible. Like, this is what a mom would do. I don't know. You gotta see it. I want to hear what everybody thinks. It's Halle mm-hmm. Berry's take on them all. I, and I'm a I sucker say, for those type of movies right. anyway. If, so if you're going, hmm, I only have enough money for one DVD this weekend. Okay. Go kidnap. Mm, go kidnap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Dark Tower will make you mad. Yeah, it really will. Oh, God, no. Especially if you're a fan of everything that's in the Dark Tower. Fantasy, Idris Elba, monsters. If you're just a fan kids of in like, peril, an interesting story. Stephen King, yeah. <laughs> just, you don't have to be a fan of this, just things that are good. Yeah. This might not Yeah, it'll make you if you, with if you. if you want something that will ruin everything. Yeah. Yeah. Check this out is Dark the Tower. film. This is... <laughs> So while kidnap will reinstate your, level. I'm there. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we want to thank everybody at All Things Comedy. We had a, a blast at the oh, All man. Things Comedy Festival. We had uh, some people show up to the uh, uh, pop up studio, which so was the really cool. Was they they live video streamed it, but we also do have the audio. We'll release it this week as just some mm. bonus content. Um, so it was really fun. We had a great interview with uh, Mike, Mike Young, Young who's mm-hmm. a filmmaker that I actually went to college with. Mm-hmm. So you can hear us talking about being um, shifty little hustlers in college. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was really well run. You know, all the shows were fun. They mm-hmm. really took care of the comics. They yes. we got free food and drinks all weekend. You know, like it was really 
you know, we've all been to festivals or comedy clubs where they're just like, oh, the comics. You know, it's just right. like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, I'm wow. sorry. We're the cornerstone of your business. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that the uh, the nachos are more important than I am. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I just, I always want to sit those guys on. They're not coming for your chicken strips, man. Yeah. They're coming yeah. for the comedy on yeah. stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always like the, the, the condo, which. I guess the day you you do more of the road stuff. Mm-hmm. It, you, the you, most often now it's a hotel room, right? The condo thing has definitely been phased out. There's done. a couple clubs that still do it, but but clubs are really realizing that no one likes them. Well, no one likes them, <laughs> but also like the clubs. I was talking to a club owner that that was still doing it, and I was just like, "Do you want this headache? Like, yeah. do you want that?" He's like, "Well, I got a thing, and if a comic, I go, wouldn't you? If if I was a comedy club owner, I'd be like, get a hotel." Get a decent hotel for the comic because I believe where you put someone up, you're telling them what you think about them. Oh yeah. You know, so, so you like, we were in a really nice hotel and it had, you know, uh, you know, I was right by the venue. It was a block from the venue. They had this nice shuttle bus. So some of the shows were at the Tempe improv, which is about 15 minutes away. So a nice shuttle bus that was well organized and well run. Like everything was, was smooth and it was, and I would think that you staying at a good place also puts you in a better place for the show to right? do the show. For sure. You're happy. You're in a good mood. You're going to do a better show. Does this? What other business? Right. If I'm flying, if I'm running a business and you're coming to talk at my business for my conference or whatever, you're an IT guy and you're going to give an IT talk at my company. I'm going to put you up in a shitbag hotel or a bad condo. Right. There are times and if I I'm wish traveling for the... with you, I'll stay in a nicer one and give you the shitty one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, there are times where I wished for the shitbag hotel. Like at least I get clean towels every day. There's a there's right. a club I used to work that that still had an awful condo. And I remember one time I just went, No. And I stayed in like a, a motel six or a comfort inn and was happier because I was like, at least it's a ho- it's the it's a it's a room. There's clean. It's your shit. own space. It's my own yes. space. There's not weird stains on stuff. Well, that was the right. thing that always got me is oh. that the like you have it not wasn't, wasn't clean. You have never yeah. shampooed this carpet since the building opened right. in the twenties, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the carpet is haunted. Yeah, yes. <laughs> with the Winchester, the Winchester mystery shag rug. <laughs> but I'm always like, if I owned a business, first I would want to put you up in a nice place, but also. Because there's, I think it's the clubs that are still, they're still, they've been around a long time and they're stuck in that. Stuck in the old ways. The old ways. Oh, this is what we did. Or, you know, they had this, well, the comics ruined it. And it's like the 80s John Fox party. Those days are over. Like, and also the thing that always drove me nuts about those clubs. Well, they'd say, we used to put you in a nice place, but the comics ruined it. I said, no, that comic ruined it. Right. Don't fucking book that asshole back there anymore. It's like when you don't get free food at the uh, club, like a week later, and like, oh, well, who was here before and just ruined that? Oh, the comic ruined it. No, the comic didn't ruin it. Do, Do I apply that to the club owner? Hey, I need to be paid in cash. Why? Because the club owners bounced a check to me. Right. So (laughs) it's such bullshit. Um, anyway, ATC did a fantastic yes. job. I, I, love, I love them just from your story. Because it's run by two comedians. Right. If Al Madrigal and Bill Burr put us in shitty places and whatever else, every comic would go, hey, what the fuck? Sure. Yeah, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah. 
So it was really, it was really. It was cool. a great experience. It was so much fun, and I laughed all weekend. It's because it's because mm. all of it, we don't all get to hang out comics because we're right. all traveling or whatever. So it's like summer camp. We're just laughing our asses off. You're running into all these comics. We just giggled. That's all we did was giggle all weekend. Sounds yeah, good. Fun. It's good business. So uh, premiering this week, Thor Ragnarok kind of crept up on us this what? movie. What? Yeah, I know. Holy shit. Yeah, Thor is coming Very out excited. this weekend. Then we got to do a spoiler next week. Well, yeah, we'll have to yeah. do a spoiler for sure. All right, we got to mm-hmm. based on uh, I guess uh, some of the source material of that movie is Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite comics of like all time. Like I love that story. And it's uh, whereas Hulk actually goes to another planet and becomes a gladiator. I'm in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I saw one trailer and I was like, done. Yeah. I don't need to in. see any. That's the thing about some of these movies. I just show me the teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw the teaser nine months ago or whatever and went, I'm in. Yeah. I don't need to see a one frame more. Doctor until Strange is in it. Yes. You know, it'll be it'll be a fun movie. Goldblum. Mm hmm. Oh, that's yes. right. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum is in it, yeah. too. Oh, always love him. So, And uh, actually, some good counter-programming, A Bad Mom's Christmas. Brilliant. So a little, although a little early. I mean, we did just start November, but uh, I think it's. I think both films will do well this weekend. Yeah, it's smart. Mm. Bad Mom's was fun. I saw it the first time, the first one. This one looks funny. I mean, I don't know. Let's I'll take it. your word for it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. That is our show. Ladies and gentlemen, how about it? That was episode uh, 393. Hey, uh, can I plug something? Of course. I was oh, just about we to give you a plug. There, Matt yeah. Weinhold, oh. what do you have going on that people need to learn oh, about? You want to uh, you want to plug your back surgeon? I, <laughs> <laughs> the Disc Surgery Center. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Sanjay Karana did an excellent job. <laughs> Dr. And Karana, the nurses. Oh, fantastic. And the food because you were getting the surgery done at the clinic, you don't have like the hospital food. They went out to Jerry's. Ah, fantastic. Oh, good so uh, yeah, get your back done there. <laughs> and uh, I have this podcast called Monster Party with my friends Larry Stroth, Sean Sheridan, and James Gonis. And you can find us at uh, on Facebook, Monster Party TV, Instagram, Monster Party HQ, and Twitter at Monster Party HQ. And, um, yeah, you can get my CD, uh, I believe, at Comedy Film Nerds. You can indeed. We have some left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so get that. Dead funny. Dead funny. Check it out. And also, if I I could just plug this. Um, Tomorrow, Wednesday the 1st, 10 p.m. on IFC, Stan Against Evil, Season 2. I did some writing on it and uh, had a lovely time. And I can't wait for the season. A lot of great cameos. One of my personal heroes, Jeffrey Combs, oh, is in yeah. an episode. Janet Varney's in this. Janet Varney. Janet Varney. I love her. She's great. Yep. Everybody's everybody's great. And so check out this new season. I think you will be pleased. Awesome. Very cool. Janet Varney is also in an episode of Conversations from the Abyss. She is indeed called The New House. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is available right now at Conversations from the Abyss on iTunes. Um, I think that's the, so this, what have I got going on this Tuesday? I'm doing a stand-up comedy show at the Virgil, uh, this Tuesday, which is the date on this Tuesday is, uh, November 2nd. It's a show that, um, uh, Brian Cook runs. Brian Cook was, uh, in the Podfest, So that's this uh, Thursday, November 2nd at the Virgil in Hollywood. That's a seven thirty show. 
And um, what else, pal? What else we got going well, on? Well, we want to announce that uh, Earbuds is now back on the Comedy Film Nerds website. So you could get the downloads, you could get the extras, and you could get the signed DVDs. Not too early to start shopping for Christmas. Get your Christmas shopping out of the way. But, uh, One but, stop. But all Earbuds material is now uh, back available on the Comedy Film Nerds site. Outstanding. Sweet. And uh, the other new item we have is... Uh, Dana Gould's uh, vinyl LP, I Know It's Wrong, is now also available. Signed LPs of... Uh, and of course, earbuds, you can still get it on iTunes and all the Amazon yes. and all the other stuff. Afghanistan is available on Amazon, too, um, in Comedy Dynamics section on Amazon Prime. So you can watch that. I got some people tweeting about watching Afghanistan. Oh, cool. Um, what else? Anything else? That's it. Anything that, else, just come over. Just come. Yeah, just yeah. stop by. We got get candy. Some candy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take some candy. Yeah. Um, I always got a you know like a pan of chili cooking. Yeah. <laughs> get some monster party chili, folks. We're gonna be selling that on the website pretty soon. Uh, but thank you so much, Matt Wine, for being on the show. Thank you. Always great to have you. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first. Winchester Ghost House. <laughs>